Welcome back to the Living Room Chat podcast. Me, Matt, him, Ryan. Today, joined with, are we going to call you a special guest? Yeah, we're going to call you a special guest, because obviously we're the host and we've got a guest on. Shall I do the intro, because I know him relatively well? Are you talking about George or me? (laughs) Um, Two special guests. Two special guests. Why are you looking at that? (laughs) So, I'd like to introduce the listeners and welcome to the podcast to my wife, life partner, business partner, an all-round lovely person, the amazing Lauren Bloomfield. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. There you go. Thanks Welcome. for us, Lauren. Welcome. So I've been harping on to Lauren about the podcast. Oh, I'm doing a pod with Matt, doing a pod, and she's like, oh, fuck's sake, why are you even talking about it? <laughs> Who cares about podcasts? Have you actually listened to any episodes, truthfully? Uh, Brian has made me listen <laughs> <laughs> to chunks, but I haven't sat down she and She sees the reels. Yeah. yeah, I see the reels. But the she moment I like, said to her, do you want to come on the podcast? She was like, fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Get me involved! That definitely sounds like something I would do. It was. You were well, well excited. Yeah. Oh, we're doing the pod Friday. I can't wait for Friday. We're doing the pod Friday. Yeah. Podcast Fridays. Back yeah. again. Yeah. And also, I love that George is up joining us as well. When we've recorded here before, he's out of shot. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll be there the whole time. But uh, He keeps screwing at me. Like, who's this guy? Who's yeah. This he loves everyone. He loves everyone. Anyway, we're we gonna let's talk agency. I yeah. think we want to keep these chats a bit more agency related because we go off on massive tangents. We do, um, we do. But agency is what we know. But I think the deep dive into maybe a little bit more of the background of a state agency, the things you don't see in the press that you won't see on social media. Just talk about our gripes with other estate agents. Talk about <laughs> issues with clients because there's a lot of crap that goes on behind the scenes that people don't see. Yeah, I feel like it's just our way of venting about annoying things we have yeah so enormously. we'll start on the positive thing but Matt what's really really got you annoyed this week got me annoyed yeah um, I've had a good week I haven't been very annoyed this well, week which is unusual for me it is not <laughs> yeah. very strange I've had a good week I've got sales agreed the thing that has been annoying me I suppose is is, is people not keeping their word turn for viewing oh, like a, seller, a seller asked me yesterday it was like I've agreed a brilliant offer for him everything's going really well and he just said oh can we still do showings on the house just in case just in case yeah no you can't do that well you yeah. can but that's not really like, I, don't, I didn't even know what are the legalities around that because I was like morally I can't be progressing a sale putting the phone down and then going on and that, and that, but that's the exact point and morally you can't but legalities we all know until you exchange contracts nothing's legally binding yeah yeah. It's just really, really frowned upon. Like, I'd never do that. It's always part of the sale. Unless, the only time you don't believe a house on the market is if you really didn't trust the buyer, mm. then, then why the fuck are you wrapping up to them anyway? Yeah. You know From what I mean? a buyer's perspective, something that I would do, and we have done in the past, is after you've made an offer and everything's been agreed, you then get one of your friends to call up and try and book a viewing oh. to see what the agent says. Yeah. Nice. Top tip. Because that, nice. yeah. agents are stupid. They don't, put two and two together and they assume buyers are stupid as well but they're not I've, they I, don't about, I don't know about you but I've had a few uh, sorry we've had a few viewing requests come through for houses that were sold months ago mm. requesting to view it yeah I've had a couple like, and not just one like four or five different properties like coming through from Rightmove from Zoopla from our own CRM saying keen to view and I'm like cool this house sold four months ago bro it's back to exchange I guess if someone's been dealing with a bit of a sharky agent, though, maybe yeah. think that's the norm. Um, maybe they're or maybe people are sick and they don't look properly. You know, when you, you're on yeah. right move and you have that box that says letter 
uh, include sense. sold. Yeah, yeah, maybe they just click that, but then they don't. Maybe they're blind and can't see them. Fucking great big green triangle says sold in the corner. But people don't look, do they? They don't read stuff. It is the pictures. Yeah. It's a good yeah. Point. It's a good or, point. Or yeah, if they're desperate, they yeah. just. So people lying to you though. <laughs> yeah. Letting you well, down. Lying, just people being sneaky. I've had a few. I had one sale or two sales fall apart for you know normal reasons that sales fall apart, but it's just frustrating. One chain I'm in is funny. Uh, a new build developer at the top of the chain has delayed things, mm-hmm. and um, they delayed things, so my buyer at the bottom of the chain pulled out. Right. So it was going to be uh, like three months later, um, and so then they turned around to me and goes, "Oh, you've got two weeks to resell it." <laughs> so it's like what? Idiots. I just pull out something at my magic hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did. Here's a buyer I was preparing earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I suppose that's when if you had done sneaky viewings, it. it you would have a backlog of people. So. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, it's a good point, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's just uh, developers, when you got involved with a chain with developers, it's like it's the most annoying thing it's ever. It's painful. It is, because they just, like, old Susan calls you up from the new homes team saying... It's always a Susan, isn't yeah, it? Or yeah, Sandra, or Sandra, or Kelly. They're all the same, very stereotypical, but they're all they're all the same. They're all, the same. Always women. Always, always women. women. Always, always got a ex. really annoying squeaky voice. Always ex air hostess or something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And they <laughs> say, you call them air hostess and they say, um, air, air air but the person. thing is, and I'm not being derogatory to them, but they like they have their process that they understand, and it's almost like they've never sold or bought a house on the open market. They just don't understand the policy. They're like, right, we need to exchange this next week. I'm like. Karen, we haven't even got fucking searches back yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but if they're back Friday, why can't we change this week? Because they need to raise inquiries. Okay, well, they can be dealt with instantly. Are they all answered already? No, because they haven't raised them yet. <laughs> like, and then you've got, like, it's going to be like probably six weeks. Or we need to exchange next week. It's not going to happen. And they don't, and they call you on Monday. We're exchanging this week. No, Karen. Another Karen. I spoke to your other colleague, Karen, saying... Karen with a C. Karen with a C. Karen with a C. Or Karina. Karina. That's the classic. Can we exchange and complete on the same day? Yeah, yeah. No, no. chain of seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. No. Yeah, everyone's going to commit to removal. I don't know why I put my phone up there, like because audio listeners, I've made a phone signal. Also, why do you do that? It, it should be that. Yeah, yeah. Or it should be speaker. I bet if we asked Milo, it would be. Yeah, FaceTime. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, new homes annoying people. Yeah, annoying with them I, I don't know if it's that they just don't give a shit about the process for resale homes or just like I imagine the management for new build developers are just super on it on chasing it. them it's not that they don't understand they're not it's not that they don't understand things they just don't think they know their way and it doesn't line up with their expectations and if they're getting ploughed yeah literally by the manager. Oh my god! <laughs> um, it's turned into such a sexist conversation. Yeah, let's take it back. That's why you're involved See, in the I podcast. Do that I can realise. Yeah, I'm just sorry. I meant to say ploughed by emails. Like, oh, let's change the word ploughed. They're being bombarded with emails. Innocently bombarded. Innocently. Well, not innocently, because the man like because there's like ten managers above them chasing each other. Anyway, yeah. so anyway, that's just another. Yeah. another. Lauren, mm. I heard because you told me. That you had a bit of a gripe or a, a situation that you found that you were aware of this week, and uh, it's all to do with estate agents blackmailing yeah. innocent people. I know it's a very clickbait title, but that's generally what's happened. So, would you it tell is. us a little bit about that? And the example I'm going to give is a real life example, but we've had it. I reckon we've been doing this for a year, and I reckon we've had at least ten of these situations, mm. and I just don't understand how it's still happening. Mm. So. 
we had somebody that I know went to view a property with an agent, um, sort of on a whim because it was their dream property. It came up, so I thought, oh, we might as well go see it. Mm. Um, put in an offer, offer was accepted, but only on the condition that they put their house on the market with that agent. Um, also, that agent refused to stop other viewings until they've sold their home. So it's kind of like so a... They're now stuck in an agreement because they were sort of bent over a barrel for their dream property. When they're probably not going to get their dream property. I don't think they're going to get that dream property because why would an estate agent, if they want to make it work, they'd make it work, but they're not. They're still doing viewings. They're still taking offers. Mm. So so the, the person, they've agreed to buy a house, the house in principle, mm. but meanwhile the, the agent has stuck them into a long contract. To sell their home. To sell their home. Yeah. Probably Whilst... with the intention... I honestly believe they don't have any intention of giving them the property. No. But now they've got them in a contract. So, yeah. win-win. Agent's happy either way. Cause exactly. Got a new house on the market. They'll probably find somewhere else. And unfortunately, and you know, I'm, I'm happy to say this, I did exactly the same on the high street. That is mm. what we did. You get a house on the market. We were told not to book procedural buyers in for two weeks. You always book locals in that had houses to sell to try and get three or four properties on the market off the back of it and also to agree to take someone's house on the market when one you haven't seen it you don't know where it is mm. you don't know what it is so why would you agree yeah, yeah. But, but obviously from their point of view well i think people we've probably done a similar situation because if you find your dream home and the person that's standing in your way saying you need to do xyz then you're probably going to do xyz yeah um also um the person that is in the situation obviously is quite well is very intelligent and read through the contract and flagged that the agency made it clear to them that they had to pay a penalty of 600 pound if they took their property off the market with them which i didn't think was legal no so there is things drawn up into contracts where you they can cover reasonable marketing costs 600 pounds yeah I mean, for a fucking well, they few, don't, few well, they photos don't do and a, an iPhone. They don't do videos. They don't do drone. All they do is a guy with a suitcase going around taking pit, rubbish pictures and sticking them on Rightmove. That's mm. all they do. Yeah. For 600 quid. For 600 quid. It's just... And it's, it's, it's stuff like this that just gives the industry a bad name. It does. That's why people don't like estate yeah. yeah. because they're slimy, con artisty is that a word? Sort of people <laughs> that just manipulate situations for their own benefit. And that's... One of the main reasons, and I'm sure you can vouch for this as well, why leaving the high street, running our own businesses, how we want to run them, which is better for the client, makes mm. our lives easier, and we stick by our morals. Like, we wouldn't do people over like that. It's, it's easier to be honest and have morals than what they're doing. I remember yeah. working in an office, and you have so many things going on, almost like so many lies, and you're thinking, oh... What did I say to that person? Yeah. And then I've got to continue it. And then it ju- it's yeah. just, it's hard work. It's how, would, hard work. how would you, uh, interesting to hear your point on this, how would you have dealt with that situation? So let's say we've got a house on the market, client, we've got loads of viewings, client approaches us, wants to buy it, mm. but hasn't sold. What, what would you do in that scenario? Uh, it's a shame because I think people generally are scared to get their house sold mm. before viewing because they don't because yeah. they're scared they're it's like well, we, isn't we it? sell our house yeah. and we don't find anything but it's about having an honest conversation with them and obviously you just sort of make it clear to them that their house has to go on the market mm. but you don't 
say it has to go on with us. Obviously, yeah. if they want to give us a shot to go around and go through everything, then great. Yeah. But it's not it's not our decision who they go with. Mm. So I think the only problem with the situation you've highlighted is for long contract. Because if there's not a long contract, then it's like... Irrelevant, isn't Give it, it a go. Yeah, because yeah, if they need to sell the house anyway to buy their dream house, whether they do it with that agent or another agent, mm. you know, yeah. they need to sell it one way or the other. Yeah. It's just by locking them in, so 12 or 16 weeks. I think that's how they felt. I think it was more the process of if you... It was... This was... They, uh, that was the only option they gave them. They'd manipulated it. Yeah, yeah. and it made them feel like, well, we're going to have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can't blame them for doing it and I totally no, respect no, their decision I, I think we, anyone would do the same I think yeah. we would do the same it's just it's an industry wide problem where that's and that's the whole philosophy of estate agents yeah. it's all targets over people you could just yeah. imagine that guy that did that viewing and had that conversation would have gone back to the office and been like guess cool. what I've just done yeah. <laughs> yeah. On, yeah. on the board high like, five yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, that bell. mate like, that is great estate agency Steve well done mate <laughs> yeah. no, was, that's, that's yeah. what his manager Gary said to him Wearing a slimline suit, yeah, full of links. shit tie, yeah, driving shoes. one series. You love a jazzy tie though. I did fucking love a jazzy tie, but I can only say I have to do a tie anymore. I feel yeah. no well, different. You can different wear one store. of Myla's, the ones with the elastic on that she wears to school. There you go. It'd be a bit short. A bit of waist. Mate, remember my little waistcoat number? I look bang. A little busted tie. I do. I never oh, like when you flip it round. Yeah, yeah. I always had to do it the other way around. So you had the thin bit. Yeah. I had this dream Crazy. of being on the high street. I wanted one of those um, double. Uh, Double-breasted. double-breasted suits never got one with a chain no not the chain just the double-breasted oh, with the two buttons yeah. with a waistcoat yeah. and yeah. thing Cigar. I look sick man <laughs> you did have some jazzy suits do you remember your um, but, but burgundy one, one? Yeah, yeah remember that and they were all skinny all skinny all skinny yeah. Yeah. I went to I went to. I never used to wear suit jackets I'd always wear a barber well, so why I'd... didn't you wear suit jackets because the, the colour difference yeah, do you ever have that? With, with cheaper suits, you always, the, the trousers used to fade before uh, the jacket. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't maybe. buy jackets, I just buy two pairs of trousers. Yeah. And just, and just never, I never wore a suit jacket, ever. I had, ever. The, I had the same suit with like three sizes of trousers, just as I put on so much <laughs> <laughs> Which one's today? Yeah. We're having a fat day. <laughs> or like inflated. Oh. Yeah, those, days, those days are long gone. There we go. Um, yeah. I've got a little segue, because obviously you can't have a podcast without a segue, because we've just touched, we've finished that topic on contract lengths. And that's a gripe of mine for this week that I wanted to talk about, because I also spoke to a client this week who viewed a property with us. They really, really like this property. But they're on the market, they've been on the market for seven weeks with an estate agent. They are tied into a 20-week contract. Oh, Yeah. How long is 20 weeks? About five months. Mm-hmm. Not about, it's five months. That's insane. Yeah. What they didn't know, though, is they also have a four-week notice period at the end of 20 weeks. So it's actually a 24-week contract. So they're stuck with the same agent for six months. And they're disappointed, to say the least. So it's a two-fold thing. Um, a contract length's why people are doing long contracts don't understand why it's still a thing like a estate agent shouldn't really be doing it but they sh- if they're competent enough to sell it they shouldn't need to do it absolutely secondly the public need to be made aware that you do not need to sign long contracts with estate agents mm. you're just giving them all of the ammunition like i just yeah. don't understand why it needs to be done i i do 30 day agreements with everyone but you know i'm always keen to show the other side of the coin mm. is there is there something to be said for agents doing a slightly larger contract because they are investing in the marketing? Yeah. Like, 
So I do. I just do thirty days because I'm like, if it goes over thirty days, I don't want to hold someone to ransom to work yeah. with me, right? Because it's only <laughs> me. It's just me. And they don't have to leave after thirty days either. It's not like no, exactly. After and thirty no days, does. you have to renew it. No. Yeah, no one does. But if you're confident enough in what you do. See, I after think, the 30 days, they're not going to want to leave anyway. I think 30 days is too little, mate, to be honest. So we do we do everyone the six-week contract with two-week notice. You finish on week eight, two yeah. months. There's also something to be said about the difference in marketing. Turning up, this property that you're talking about, you showed me, mm. the description is rubbish. Oh, there dreadful. are spe- Not spelling mistakes, but it doesn't flow. Yeah. They made a reference to um, something that was nine miles away as local. Yeah. Um, the pictures are average, so literally, you know for a fact, someone's gone around, snapped a few photos, gone back to the office, and a trainee has just typed up a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. that's not... Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's exactly that. It's just poor that's service. That's not investment. In yeah. my, like, no. it's not. One of, the, one of the main issues this client's got as well is this estate agent. So this is in Tilehurst. Literally, it's just over the road, actually. Um, and they're on the market with a town centre estate agent. Now, this town centre estate agent, who will remain nameless, but... They, let's just call them their sub. They're they're a bit of a chancer. Let's put it that way. Okay, um, and they have told the client, "Oh, the best way to save a house is only do block viewings on the Saturday." And I was like, "Cool, that's ridiculous." One, you're on a main road, so an open house on the Saturday is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. But secondly, that's they're lying to you because I worked, I ran a town centre office, and I knew that if we had houses on the market entirely. So we'd also do the same because. By the time you get from your office to the car park, pay for parking, drive out of the town centre, get all the way to Tyrehurst, do a viewing, right. go all the way back, park <laughs> yeah. up, pay for parking, blah, blah, blah. That's two and a half hours, two hours if you're lucky, out of your day to do one viewing. It's not time convenient for them. Yeah. So they're going, oh, don't worry, we'll tell the client to do block viewings on a Saturday, make it sound more special for them, when really they're just trying to save their own time. Yeah, and if, and if a buyer can't make Saturday, they're like, oh, can't make it. So they, they lost. So they had a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. They had two viewings booked on the Saturday for the block viewing. Yeah. Uh, got a call at quarter past five on the Friday. So I'm sorry, one of the people's, one of the clients cancelled. They bought a house earlier in the week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So first of all, they told the client that, uh, which is the truth, clearly. But the client instantly thought, well, if they were able to do viewings during the week, why couldn't that yeah. person view mine on the Monday? Yeah. And it comes back to the same point: yeah, the estate yeah. agents being People lazy. Find their weekends that. People don't necessarily want to be viewing properties at the weekend if they can do it during the week. Yeah. Like especially um, if it's a family home. So they've got kids. Who wants to drag kids around? We used to take mine on a couple of years when we were buying our house. And it is the worst thing, mm. taking kids. It yeah. is awful. I'd rather the kids didn't come, to be honest. Little shit. Although sometimes, it is, and stuff. sometimes yeah. it's handy. I think it might be because there's two of us. But when we did an open house, um, we sort of like manage it between us but yeah, Brian would take the adults and I'll take the kids <laughs> but it worked you know yeah Laura that's and, nice, and then yeah. sort of like say to the kids like tell them you love the house and yeah. they're like I don't want to leave <laughs> like, no yeah. no but it does help but yeah. kids are they can either be great on a viewing or awful there doesn't seem to be an in between yeah. I had a right little shit the other day that's another story Oh. But, but yeah, so anyway, estate agency practices, working for, again, it's the same scenario, working for themselves rather than for the client's best interest. Mm. And it's just, it's too many times it's happening now. I just wish, I know we, we advertise as much as we can on Facebook and Google and do all of our posts and everything about good agency. I just wish, wish that all of the public could just sit in a room with us and we say, this is what you, I'm not saying use avocado property, I'm mm. just saying, 
this is what you should expect from an estate agent. And don't get me wrong, there are some fantastic high street estate agents out there. But it's not down to the actual... It's not really down to the individual no. estate agents because they're being pumped in the office. Like, so they could go out... Yeah, they could go yeah. and do an amazing job and you know really be invested, get back to the office, and then the guy that works on a Saturday yeah. just... Loses it all. Yeah, yeah. You, you've got yeah. five, six people in the office. You're not going to get the same amount of investment from six people. It's yeah. just not going to happen when they've got a yeah. portfolio of a hundred properties or whatever. It's it's not going to happen. Yeah. I also think if you if you did sit every member of the public down and explain it to them, it's still going to take most people a couple of home moves to really understand what we're doing. Yeah, because I, I can. Mm. I'm sure you've had it before. Some people you're explaining the model. They just don't get it. Yeah. And they need to go through a purple bricks or a chancellor's yeah. in order to understand why this is a better way. It is. And, pe- and you feel like if people do, you know, fortunately we don't lose many instructions, but the ones that do go with other estate agents, I feel like, cool, I've explained what we do. If you don't want to, don't want that service, that's absolutely up to you. I'm never going to force anyone to use us, of course, can't. But what annoys me is when I'm telling someone what we do and they go, oh yeah, the other estate agent said they'll manage it on every on a day-to-day basis as well they do all the viewings i was like but how can they and this particular agent said they've got 35 houses on the market 52 under offer quite a big estate agency Mm. he doesn't work seven days a week he's not going to do every single viewing for you so he's just lied to you but and their response is but he told me he would do that so all it is is then a battle of wits who's lying am i am i being a dick saying they're lying or is he genuinely being truthful the likelihood of the person coming to value a house turning up on viewings is slim to none yeah yeah because his job is to go out and and he's got all the um the tools to win people over but the people actually showing you around could range from someone working part-time to a trainee to someone that's been doing it for 50 years and just doing it for a bit of fun yeah. And, it, and I think no... it feels like I, you know, I spent so many years sat in people's living rooms telling them what they wanted to hear to get the business and was very, very good at it. Mm. And now I'm doing the opposite and telling them exactly what the lies that I used to say mm. and being honest with them and still getting different results. So it just, you just got to trust the process and I'd never, never go back to being that lying estate agent, but were they, it just annoys me. Were they out and out lies or were they half-truths? Like, very generally. Oh, it's yeah, you, you sort of like, fabricating you say a fact and then you sort of fluff it out don't you it's not yeah yeah i, I hear what you're saying like may he may well be the point of contact that calls her every day gives her all the feedback may well do all the viewings i don't know on that particular estate agency but knowing his position in that firm and how much is going on i don't think they can deal with it yeah i mean that's obviously a lie yeah but, i mean the thing like oh we've got a database of buyers waiting that's the one that always used to get me yeah. so well Sure, you have a database, but yeah, when but you say waiting, it's not like they're just sat by their phone. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm waiting for the call. Do you know yeah. They don't look a right move. They, they're just yeah. waiting for that one estate <laughs> yeah. agent. Oh, they'll look after me. Yeah. Also, I, when I worked in an office, you, you yes, you have a database, but it's got thousands of people in it. Random people. Random people that have just called up and you grab their name or number. Or I think we had companies that got names and numbers for us, whack them in the system. They could be renting. They, there is no... Yeah. There is no... The level of... The the quality and level of estate agency has significantly dropped over the last, I would say, five to seven years. Since you left. I'm I'm going to blame my own trumpet here. I was was a negotiator, and and people will never understand this, but there's a software (laughs) they use called Repit. And on the size of my screen at the office in Bracknell, when I worked for Romans, I could fit 51 buyers on my second screen. 
fifth without having to go up or down with two it. screens in your office no no one screen but there was a section on repeat that had a separate scheme and you could fit 51 bars without having to little, have the little toggle bar at the side so I knew if every morning if I came in and there was a toggle bar on the side someone's put an applicant in my name that I didn't know and I would generally if I registered a new buyer I would then go through and I would delete a buyer or put in someone else's name so I only ever had 51 and I would know every single one of them and every time a new instruction come on, I would call them first, straight through. I knew my best buyers. They were your hot buyers. But does that... Doesn't happen I mean, anymore. I, I don't, I've never heard of anyone doing that, and I've worked in three or four offices. Which is why I was an exceptionally talented estate agent. <laughs> and won well, yes, Ferrari won, on the driveway. Not and won, new, well, <laughs> won numerous awards promoted every year of my career. Like, let's not throw it out there. Mm. But... Um, but yeah, but that world's, that world's gone. That's a different place. That was 2009, 2010, 2011. The world is a different yeah. place now. Yeah, people... Yeah. I feel like people feel like they have, because of social media, they feel like they know more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but they don't. And everything... It's exactly the same. Everything's at a touch of a button. Yeah, like, so they feel like they can find out, but... I generally think this, like, when you used to call... I used to call my buyers and say, even just once a week, say, look, just let so, you know, I haven't got anything else coming on the market just yet, but we are valuing this house and that house... I'll let you know if it comes available. If I called a buyer now and say that, I'd be like, cool, why are you calling me? Can I view it now? No, it's not on the market yet. Well, why are you calling me then? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. They can't, they want things, want, uh, and it's just us as consumers, isn't it? Like if you want a new thing for your laptop or something, you just yeah. go online and buy it instantly. You don't have to worry about researching it. I do think the media has made it seem like there's a shortage of houses as well. It's mm. created that urgency in people, which I don't think, people necessarily need mm. when you know how the market 12 or 18 months ago you put a house on the market everyone will want to see mm. it and the buyers would be like oh, we've offered on 10 properties yeah. yeah we haven't got any of them yeah, yeah. You, how much over asking price is this going to go yeah. for you know and it's like uh, yeah they they were so caught up and mm. it was a frenzy but i feel like almost the media made that worse and now the media is doing the opposite where it's mm. saying everything's terrible yeah. and the buyers are saying rather than they've missed out on houses they're saying oh well, the price is about to go down yada, yeah. yada, yada. so it's the extremes at either level yeah mm. it, media is a funny thing yeah we won't get into that because it's another topic but um, like even just yeah. the fact that house prices went up last month like people don't know about this house prices increased by over 1% last month but you look at the news today and the he- first headline I saw was house prices set to drop by 10% for the remainder of this year, yeah, they've yeah. just increased by one percent in a single month. Like people are still buying properties. Catchphrase for me: if you market correctly, price correctly, you will sell in any marketplace. Yeah, so mm-hmm. true. There there's go. always people looking out there. There is. There is. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, mo- moving swiftly on though, Matt, I know you wanted to talk about um, the importance of allowing estate agents to firstly do their own do the viewings for the clients yeah. but also negotiate offers why do you think that's such a big thing and why sellers shouldn't get involved in their own house sales so i think it kind of continues on from our conversation a few weeks ago about online agents when sellers can at a touch of a button on their phone negotiate their own offer yeah um and there's i've just seen Many instances of sellers just losing money by yeah. accepting an offer. You know, from our conversation about purple bricks before, you know, I had several sellers where I knew a buyer would pay more money, mm. but before I had a chance to get involved, they've gone on the phone and gone, "Oh yeah, we'll accept that." Yeah, and so people quibble so much about agency fees. Yeah, one and a half percent, one percent, one and a quarter percent. Yeah, but if you're going to just go on your phone and just accept an offer and not really engage or deal with it yeah you can lose 
five, ten, fifteen grand there. Yeah, and you're quibbling over five hundred quid at the start. Yeah, and it's just a reminder to buyers and sellers to look at a macro picture of the house move mm. Mm. and what's the strategy behind the negotiation, and then are you paying an agent enough money to give a shit? Mm. You know, it's very, it's very good point because now we're self-employed. You know, if someone's going to haggle me down on my fee, yeah, and then expect. Gold star service, yeah. Yeah, so it's exactly why I want to charge more because I want to be able to give a shit when I'm two, three, four months into a transaction and still trying to get the best outcome. I mean, it's a really valid point, to be fair. Do you find as well, the houses that you you do drop your fee on or whatever it might be are generally the worst process. The ones that you, you know, everything's smooth, you charge your normal rate and they just sail through. But the ones that haggle you at the beginning and hound you, they're the ones that cause problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always the way. The fee merchant clients that are just all they care about is fee. And if you yeah. do succumb to that, they are always, always the most frustrating and time consuming clients that you have. Yeah. Yeah. Always. You have absolutely. to weigh that up. Yeah. But it's. It's hard to remember, though, when you're in a living room that sometimes. We well, do, oh, because yeah. you're yeah. like. People say they don't like salespeople or not salesmen. Everyone's. You're, you're, everyone's selling at all times. Like yeah. it's, it's not, it's not bad to be a salesman. Like it's that's what you do. A salesperson, sorry for being politically correct. <laughs> yeah, but you do. Your instinct kicks in because when you're pitching to the business and you see you know, the blood in the water and you know you're going to win it, and you have to negotiate on fee. I, I, I've changed my tax in the fact that I'm focused solely on the properties that I want, the clients I want to work with. If mm. I feel like I can really benefit someone. You know, like the house we've got coming on next week, it's a three-bedroom property in a relatively good row, it's coming on a nice price and a motivated sellers. I'm happy to be a little bit more flexible on the fees mm-hmm. there. But if yeah. it's some like shit apartment, no offence to Central Reading, but Central <laughs> Reading that I can't park and the lease is 62 years and the seller's a dick and he wants me to reduce my fee to 1%, I'll be like, absolutely no, it's 5%. I'm I not interested. Like I'm, I Call Matt like Barrel. Fighting, I'm fighting oh. losing battles sometimes, especially with flats. I went out to one the other evening. I'm happy to go out in an evening because it's convenient for people. A flat which wasn't worth what the owner wanted it to be. Mm. And I saw the two estate agency packs on the side. Oh, well, they said it's worth this and they're happy to do this fee. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm fighting a losing battle here. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to go then. No but, you, but you can't, at that point, you can't just say, look, I'm not the agent for you because you know, I don't think our businesses are in that position yet. You always still need to try and engage and give them the right advice. You yeah. could do the, uh, what's the, uh, treat them mean, keep them keen. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. If you're like, no, 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 I'm sorry. They might be like, oh, oh, oh yeah. I want him. <laughs> Trouble I think everyone does this. As they, you start to kind of get lured in. Or oh, maybe it's worth that. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. You know, am I missing something? And, that, and you do, and you fall into that trap thinking... It only takes one buy, it might just sell. Yeah, yeah. and fortunately with this one I didn't, and now it's sat on the market with someone else. And that's but like, you never know because they'll come back round, and yeah, it's know, just after 24 weeks of contract they've signed, <laughs> they'll get it back, and it'll definitely be worth yeah. even less than what you said now. That's what I said to them. I said, Look, I understand you need more money for this, just like please don't sign a, a contract longer than yeah. 12 weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, only, well, I've only signed uh, four months, you said 12 weeks, I've signed four months. Cool, you do that at 16 weeks. I don't know why I keep doing the phone sign. I'm going to try and stop that. So. You normally do an American accent as well. Do yeah, you? I do. I've never heard that. We do chuck it. Well, if you listen to the pod, you look like... You've heard, no. Matt did a Chinese accent. That was really bad. 
Is that is that? And more... you called out that other the uh, the drug dealers, and you had to blank that out in case we got stabbed. Yeah, it is. Because you never know who's listening. You never know. Who's, that's the wonderful world of podding. You never know who's listening. Have you spoke about your encounter when you went to the shop the other day? <sighs> My encounter at the shop the other day. Go on. I don't actually remember. Black this. BMW. No, I had not talked about that, and that is not to talk about <laughs> on the pod, because we're just nice people, I'm, we're local family people, we're Loz. So I'm a bit worried that George is giving everyone a bit more than... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, has anyone got anything else to go through on Estate Agency for this week? Because I think we've been chatting for, for enough time now, so um, yeah, that's everyone happy with that? Chat. Yeah, yeah, as always, leave your comments for us for next week. Absolutely. No, appreciate everyone watching, listening... Liking, subscribing. Um, Lauren, thank you for joining us. Did we were going to record one, weren't we? Yeah. I was going to sing, I was going to play guitar. Well, Myla, did you know Myla can now play the recorder? Yeah, that's She does a banging hot press yeah. band. <laughs> yeah. It's her only other song for a recorder. <laughs> no, I, I did, uh, I got the highest you can get in a recorder. Well, fucking hell, Loz. And mm. on that, um, how was your first podcast experience, just while, while we're finishing up here? It was great. Yeah? I mean, George had a good time. Yeah. Whoop. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us. I'm sure it won't be the last time we'll see you on the podcast. We could make you an irregular edition, to be fair, couldn't we? Oh, you could, if, cool. you, if you like. Well, I think we would like that. Well, yeah. I would. Would you like that? Yeah, I think so. Can't I really say so. no, really. Well, otherwise I'd just be sat outside. Chatting on the evening, yeah, cool. Anyway, enough of that. Thanks so much, guys, and we will see you next time on the next episode of the Living Room Chat podcast. Mm-hmm.